Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. Hello, all of our gods and goddesses. Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We have an exciting show planned today with lots of pop culture, Hollywood news, and a celebrity guest. My name is Kyle Thomas. I am a pop culture astrologer, and I'm excited to speak with you today. Hey guys, Sam Davidson here, pop culture expert, celebrity gossip enthusiast, red carpet reporter. Super stoked because, again, our celebrity guest is Scott Nevins. So thank you so much for being here, Scott. Thanks for having me. Twice I was called a celebrity guest. I like this place. You are. We like stroking the ego, and it's very, very true. You have done so many really cool things, and for me, this is very cool because you do essentially what I do, but on a way bigger platform. So I'm thrilled to meet you and hear more about it. You are best known for being one of the breakout stars and original cast members of Bravo's TV series, The People's Couch, which I always loved. So funny, so much fun to watch. And you were formerly from True TV's hit show, True TV Presents World's Dumbest. And you are also an award-winning host, TV, radio personality, writer, comedian, entertainment, political news contributor, and LGBTQ and HIV awareness activist and producer. And you are also starting a new one-man show here in Los Angeles at The Rockwell called Scott Nevins is Engaged and Enraged. Very excited to hear more about that. What, yes. don't, what don't you do? Well, I, I was listening to that. First of all, can you just come and read my bio every day of my life? It <laughs> reminds me that I've done things with my life. You did it so beautifully. Thank you. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm excited. The new show at Rockwell, Scott Nevins is engaged and enraged, is June 19th. So anybody who's in or near LA better be there. It's very scary. It's my first time. I've done the same act. You know, comedians have an act and I've done it for 10, 15 years and this is like 90% new material and it is a little scary but I'm excited because it's it represents who I am now which is more there's lots of pop culture stuff but it's also a lot of uh, stuff about falling in love getting engaged and having that all happen under this crazy political climate that we are in so there's I will definitely make you laugh about our current political climate I promise so don't don't get scared off by the politics stuff. I love it, and honestly, the Rockwell is one of my favorite places uh, to see performances. It's great. It is so cool. It's essentially a, ca- a cabaret kind of style thing. You know, they Absolutely. serve you food and drinks, and the stage kind of goes all over the room. It's really beautiful, and you've just interviewed some of the coolest people in a stand-up comedy setting in a way at Caroline's in New York, right? Because yeah. it's on stage, and it's and you've also done a lot of red carpet stuff too, but. But again, we just read your bio. Is that weird to kind of hear everything you've done over the span of God? How many years? No, it is. You know, we all get so tough on ourselves, right? We get down on ourselves when things aren't going exactly as you want them to go. So you think, oh, like, what have I done? And then I go back and it sounds so Norma Desmond, but I go back and sometimes I look at that bio and I'm like, oh, wow, like I did a lot starting at age 20. You know, I started young. So I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of working with everyone from Barry Manilow to Liza Minnelli to, you know, uh, when I was in New York, when I started, the first gig I ever had was this thing called Scott Nevins Presents. And it was a basically a fake live talk show in a gay bar. And we had everyone under the sun come through and do that show because it sort of caught on as an underground cult thing. And we had everyone from Tammy Faye Baker, 
uh, RuPaul, Deborah Cox, Graham Norton, the queer, the original Queer Eye guys, because it was back then. Uh, and it was it was an amazing kickoff for me, and I and I love that time. And I sort of go back and go, those were the fun, easy days, and now it's also so serious and you know everyone's like what is your brand what is my i was like my brand is me like i'm just me and i work and i love working and if you want me to talk about astrology today i'll do that if you want me to talk about pop culture i'll do that and if you want me to talk about you know decorating a room sure i can pretend i know how to do that you can come to my new place in palm springs and see if i have any taste or not <laughs> well i I, I will be taking you up on several of those offers, mm -hmm. so um, I can't wait for that. We, of course, have to get into our uh, astrological forecast of the week. Kyle is going to tell us all about it, and as usual, I will be your astrological dummy, but learning, and we're just going to ask the questions that you guys probably have. Absolutely. So we actually have a pretty light week ahead. You know, we don't have as many cosmic storms as we have been going into, you know, with the retrogrades and, and all of these, you know, sort of clashing of the planets. You know, going forward here, we are going to notice that Mercury is now in Gemini. So, Scott, do you know what Mercury rules in astrology? I don't. And it's so funny. I have sworn my whole life that I actually have better luck at booking work when Mercury is in retrograde. My life is actually like, I book more things, things are better for me. Is that crazy? Am I totally off base? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, essentially when we look at, you know, different kinds of uh, flow in the universe, it, it is how the planets are moving and transiting at that time. So, you know, when we have a retrograde happening, it means that from our point of view, we see the planet go backwards. So we are revisiting things from the past. So, you know, if you're actually... You know, revisiting a contact from the past, a friendship from the past, you know, a, a project from the past. It's slowing you down to take that time to revisit it and then begin it anew. So, you know, maybe that that could be a, a key to your success at certain times because you're allowing your brilliance to kind of take time to set to to salivate and then you know flourish and grow, grow from there. So, and especially again, like I said, if you're going back to people from the past, you know, that's going to allow you to really find more success at okay. those times. So, you know, with Mercury now being in Gemini, Mercury is communication. Mercury is, is business, you know, it is how we are, you know, communicating, you know, whether that through writing or speaking with the world. Uh, also with it being in Gemini, it, this is a natural placement for it because Mercury rules Gemini. So it's very at home. You know, we're going to feel extra chatty, extra social now with this energy. We're going to also be feeling more curious with the world over the coming week. You know, this is going to last until June 4th, you know, so we've got a little bit of time to experience in this. And so we're going to be actually receiving pleasure by digging into information and, and digging into, you know, how we can actually learn more and connect more with the world. You know, so really allowing yourself to, you know, be engaging in, in wordplay and, and puns and allowing your wit to shine is going to be something that is going to allow us more more happiness. And in you being an air sign as well, I think you're going to really enjoy that a lot, Sam. Well, I'm just realizing now I do have a stand-up show um, on June 1st, so that would be a good time, right, to do something like this? That's perfect. So an interesting enough thing about that too is that, you know, so the way that your chart aligns specifically because you are a Libra and you're a Libra rising, that is going to fall into your house of publicity and media at that point in time. So right when all of this energy is going, you know, so you're gonna, you're actually gonna see opportunities in that grow 
you know, during in, in the coming weeks. Yeah, so I'm super yeah. excited for I'll you. Tell, I'll tell the booker at Flappers, you know, I'm sorry I had to cancel uh, the past couple of times, but it was because I was waiting for this specific time for the stars to align, for me to be best on stage, and for you guys to love me the most. <laughs> love me. Please love me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So the next thing we're just going to kind of touch on really easily here is, so there are different phases of the moon, obviously. You know, this week we are going to be going into the waning moon, which is the last quarter of the moon as we start to go from, we had a, we had a full moon recently in Scorpio, and now we are going back down to the new moon where it's going to be completely dark. So, Scott, do you know anything about the moon? You know, kind of like the different phases of it? I know the song Old Devil Moon from Finian's Rainbow. <laughs> Does that count? Well, astrologically, <laughs> yes. yeah. But in the gay world, yes, it's good for me for knowing that. Oh, absolutely, no. yes. absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, a new moon is when we're going to start intentions. We're going to lay actions. We're going to, you know, be starting to build new things, build new plans. The The full moon is when things are coming to culmination. It's like a harvest at this point in time. Then we obviously go back to the new moon after that. However, we're in between the full moon and the new moon approaching. So this is a time we're gonna, we're, when, you know, over the next week, we're gonna be feeling the completions in, in, in the atmosphere and around us that have been a part of our lives over the last couple days. And we're actually gonna be starting to think about new beginnings that we wanna make in the beginning of June. So we have a new moon in June, June coming up. That's when we're gonna actually lay the next cycle for us. So, you know, spend this week, you know, starting to release things. You know, if there's something that's not serving you, let it go, you know? And, and and if there's something that you're reaching fulfillment within, appreciate that and allow it to move on to the next phase of growth. Amazing. Anything else we have to look out for? Or just a pretty calm week before, I mean, it's going to be a month or so before Mercury goes into retrograde again. Yeah, we're going to start having the shadows of Mercury retrograde. I believe probably, I have to look at the specific dates, but in the middle of June, but but... Everybody, brace yourselves. July is going to be a shit show. So, oh. really, why? Well, we have eclipses. Eclipses are always causing a lot of huge shifts, beginnings, endings, uh, you know, culminations. Uh, but also, we have Mercury retrograde going going at the same time. So, when we talk about cosmic storms, that's when shit is flying. You know, where people, you know, relationships are breaking, people are falling in love, people are you know, getting engaged, people are moving across country, people are getting a cat, you know, like literally just like crazy <laughs> things, you know, buying a house, leaving a house, like whatever it be, that, and it, it affects the way that it falls into their chart. So for you, it is going to be, because we have, so this is in your income and worth sector, so you're going to be seeing some of those things as well as... Well, this is a good, Scott always, Scott said that he likes it when Mercury goes in retrograde, things <laughs> yeah. happen for him. Yeah, it's in how you, you, you combine with a partner. So obviously, you know, you're getting married. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But over the next year and a half, you're really going to be focusing on how you merge together and can become closer. And, you know, also the balance in finances and, and ownership and things and, and all of that kind of stuff that's just important to address with these eclipses. So, yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing what is going to be going on with everyone this week. And we are next going to get into our pop culture segment. So stay tuned. Hey, 
Hey guys, welcome back, and we are going to be getting into the top three stories of the week, as well as our celeb WTF. They are super interesting, and they're kind of like, not rumors, but things that people have wondered about, speculated about. We're just going to talk about them, because guess what? A lot of rumors are true. I hate to say it, but there is truth to every rumor. Kylie Jenner. I, I've become such a big fan of Kylie over the years. I think she's become uh, my favorite Kardashian because I just don't think she gives an F. Like, she just does what she wants to do. I mean, so she had her baby last year and literally hid the pregnancy from everyone the entire time until she had the baby. So there has been more speculation recently about her having a second child with her man who, I mean, we love, love, love them together. And she, they have the kid together. They say they're married. They're not technically married. I don't think, you know, Travis Scott is a very sexy man. I didn't even know that until recently because she posted on Instagram for his birthday. She threw him this crazy party and she just posted photos of him, which I'd never seen before, holding their baby. And she, her caption was something really, really funny and super interesting. It said, watching you evolve into the partner, friend, son, and father you are today has been so fulfilling. My real life bestie and hubby I don't know what that really means. All wrapped into one. I love you and I'm so, so proud of you. Happy, happy birthday. Let's F around and have another baby. So, yes, that was something. But then people started speculating on Mother's Day. They saw her and, you know, a really big coat. And I usually don't like to report on that kind of things because I'm a woman and I also have very big breasts. And I have been like, oh, when are you expecting? And I'm like, screw you. But Kylie hasn't ever shut down these rumors at all. She definitely wants another child. And people said at the Met Gala she looks pregnant that I do completely disagree. But again, she hasn't shut anything down. And I know that Kyle has some interesting stuff to say because this could possibly be like a super fertile time for her. Absolutely, actually, yeah. So one of the ways that we look at you know luck or fertility or cycles of people's lives is the planet jupiter it's one of my favorite things to, 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 to talk about in astrology as well as eclipses so anybody that follows us really does see that i talk about those two a lot so specifically we're going to look at jupiter right now so it takes 12 years for it to go around the sun right now it is in blessed sagittarius so scott is just you know shining and radiating and we're definitely going to talk about that later but specifically the way it hits Kylie because she's a Leo, it falls in her sector of fertility and children. And it's gonna stay there until December. So she has a lot of opportunity actually in this, this arena of her life. Not only will her children bring her more happiness, but she has the opportunity to have more. Also, one date that I specifically looked at this is also very so, so connected to Scott's time as well, is June 17th. There is likely to be a big focus because it's a full moon in this sector for her that could either be she notices she's pregnant, she announces that she's pregnant, or she has a big focus on her child that she already has. So that's really important. The next thing I want to look at also is the potential father, which would be Travis Scott. He's a Virgo, and the interesting thing is is the way that these planets move is that you know Virgo's, Virgo is right after Leo. So even though she is in her most fertile time right now, he goes into it in December for a year. So he has a, you know, a, a big opportunity to, you know, whether or not he to, to conceive with her 
well, he, you know, he may also just be spending more time with his children at that point in time. The last thing I will say, though, is that for him, we go back to the eclipses. An eclipse is destiny. It's an important, significant thing that comes into your life that, bam, it was meant to happen. He had his first eclipse in his childhood zone or fertility zone on June or January 5th. The next one is July 16th. The next one is Christmas. Mm. So, and it's going to continue for like another year after that. So he's going to like, so there's a lot of opportunity for them as a couple to really be popping him out, you know? Uh-uh. <laughs> like, I, I'm predicting a Christmas baby, a Kardashian Christmas baby. It'll be a great special on E. I was going to say, that's going to be a six-part special. <laughs> they are just multiplying, though. They can't stop. There's like, there's so many of them. They're taking over. Ten. I think there's ten grandchildren now. Oh Kris God. Jenner has ten grandchildren. And you know she loves it. Yeah. Oh, she does. Yeah. I mean... You have been, Scott, a, a pop culture kind of commentator for a long time. What are your thoughts on the Kardashians? Have you grown to love them? Did you always love them? And which one is your favorite? Okay, so here's the truth. I They sort of represent everything I hate about show business, right? <laughs> Me too. But when I am home, if I'm sick or I'm tired and I put on E and they're on, I always get sucked into watching the show. And it's fascinating. And that's really... Um, a compliment to the producers, right? And to the people who edit that show because it's it, they can turn absolutely nothing, a two-minute conversation into a whole episode and an argument and a makeup and a, and a tearjerker and everything. And it's amazing that I get sucked in because I know what it takes to build those moments and I still fall for it. I do think that uh, it is amazing what Kris Jenner has been able to do. Right to take literally nothing and turn it into billions of dollars, and then they have all moved from that and played the chess game brilliantly. So I never take that away from them. Mm-hmm. I think they are hugely influential, and as somebody who cares about uh, social causes, politics, and stuff, I wish they would dive in more and use their voice. And unfortunately, the only one who did that was Kim and her husband, but doing it for the wrong team, according to me. And, <laughs> um, you know, and and not doing society a great service. So, you know, I wish they would do more of that, but I know that it's not their quote unquote brand. I know it's not what they do, but I think it's powerful. Like we saw um, Taylor Swift step up during the midterm elections. And although that election did not turn out the way we hoped, she did something that was so huge and made such an impact and inspired millions of young women to care about politics and young men. And so, you know, for me, that's a, that's a real um, cause for me. And so I think if the Kardashians want to win me over, and I know they are very worried about that every day, about winning <laughs> me over. If they want to win me over, I want to see more of that. But do I like them? I have grown to understand why we have them and appreciate what they do in the world of show business. And that was such a political answer. And uh, my favorite, I always confuse their names. Who's the short one with the black hair who had the kids and was married to Scott? Oh, uh, Courtney. Courtney. I don't know why. Courtney reminds me of girls I went to high school with, who I was cool with. I like her. I think she is the most down to earth. She's um, real. She just yeah. does, and she has a sarcastic bite to her. Yes, and she doesn't really. She's like, yeah, I don't care if you don't like me. That's fine. Yeah, no, she's like, I have tons of money and I'm happy with my family except my 
husband, ex-husband? Are they, what, what well, is the status now? We did a celeb WTF on them a couple of weeks ago. He's with Sophia Richie, who is oh. like a very, very young. But um, Like yeah. a fetus, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's probably, I think, newly 21 or 22, because when they got together, I believe she was about 18 years old. Um, I wouldn't even want it. No. Could you, I'm like, I mean, even like being a gay man, like, I feel like whenever I think of 18-year-old boys, it just makes me think of smell. <laughs> yeah, I, is that, yeah. I know that sounds bizarre and gross, but no, like, I'm it. just like, have you ever like, I, I just can't. I, you I know, can't. straight men are, are, are weird beasts <laughs> and they, sure they um, can be smelly themselves and, and, yes. and weird. So At all ages. Yes. Well, I'm excited to see, especially if we're right uh, about Kylie having a baby soon and what that'll be. She's the youngest, but she's the most maternal, I think, out of all of them. She says she's always wanted to be a mother. And she seems happy. So I, and I, I do believe that she really parents her daughter a lot. Like I don't see a lot of nannies and caretakers in that situation. Um, and you know, she actually has the biggest empire out of all of them with her makeup. So we shall see, we shall see. Next, this isn't typically a, a story I would bring up, but I do think it's important and extremely interesting uh, because of the influence of celebrity and social media on somebody's career. So James Charles, who had millions, and he still does have millions, of followers on all of his social media accounts, but specifically on YouTube, because he is this makeup guru. And everyone has been obsessed with him for a few years now. And there's another YouTube influencer named um, Taddy Westbrook. And she kind of helped like make him who he was. She's a lot older than him. He's early 20s. She's in her late 30s. She's a married to, you know, a very rich, successful man. And she has this whole makeup kind of tutorial empire of her own. And I mean, these people make a lot of of money. They make more money than people we consider famous celebrities. And I hate that. <laughs> Until it's you. Until it's me, but yeah. honestly, I would just take that opportunity and be like, "Well, what can I can I make a movie from this? You know, can yeah. can we make a TV show?" But basically But they don't need to though. I know. They, Sorry to cut you off, but they no. don't need to like they are making that kind of movie money. They're making movie money off of YouTube and putting on makeup. And I will tell you, I've seen their tutorials. I'm obsessed with makeup, by the way. Have been since I was a little kid. Uh, and I'm always obsessed with guys who are like, oh, I wear makeup. And because I do, like I wear makeup if I am going on stage or on camera or even out. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll definitely like under eye, whatever I need to do. But I'm obsessed with like contouring. And I think it's just an amazing um, artistic expression, right? I think it's an artistry to the extreme. And so I, I've seen their videos. And so I'm a little troubled. What happened? Like, why are we all upset? Okay, so what happened? And it is honestly over the dumbest thing, in my personal opinion. And no, there's a half of it that's the dumbest thing. The other half is alarming. So basically, and, and James Charles is the first man to ever be a cover girl ambassador. And last, or yes, last week, Teddy released a 40-minute-plus YouTube video and it was basically about how she is cutting ties with James. And she outlined her is issue with him and why she was cutting ties with him. Basically, at Coachella this year, uh, James partnered with Sugar Bear Hair. 
which is a gummy vitamin for women's hair and nails. And if you follow people on The Bachelor and like all that crap, and again, I, I love The Bachelor, but uh, they kind of spew out these crazy promotions, blah, blah, blah. And he started uh, representing them, but Taddy is actually, um, has a very similar product. And she's always been like promoting him. And so he went with her competitor and started promoting the competitor. And because of that, she decided to just tell the world all the shit that she had on him. And some of it was rather alarming. Basically, besides being a traitor to her, which I'm sorry, sugar bear hair, whatever. You're going to let sugar bear hair completely cut off a friendship of years. She's also saying that he sexually assaulted and was extremely aggressive to heterosexual men and that he kind of tries to turn them and people's women's girlfriend or women's boyfriends that he's friends with, he has tried to lure them in and be like you're not straight you know you and tried to get them to be with him and yes that is terrible but i have seen these comments online from women which is interesting saying yeah that's messed up but this is what guys do to us 24 7 we get unsolicited dick pics we get people hitting on us we have boyfriends we have husbands we might be lesbians like we don't want it but are those people canceled in the world absolutely not so since all this happened a couple of other very famous youtubers including jeffree star have come out and they're like oh yeah no he is just an attacker he is like very negative he's toxic he hits on men he assaults them like sexually in certain ways and he's been followed by all these celebrities including miley cyrus kylie jenner Katy perry demi lovato sean mendez and they've all unfollowed him now. He's just completely been canceled. He's lost millions of YouTube followers in the past week. And um, Taddy has gained them. And it it's he wrote an apology. He did an apology video. But it's not necessarily apologizing. I'm not saying he's a good dude. I, I don't know him. Uh, but it does seem extreme. And I do think it might have been more than Taddy uh, wanted to do to him in the first place. So, Kyle, can you tell us a little bit about what was going on astrologically? Yeah, absolutely. So this is actually one of the most difficult stories that you've ever pulled out for, for me because I had to, you know, it was it was essentially really difficult to, to pinpoint the exact details because since we don't have their exact full chart. You know, when we're looking at all of that, we can kind of see when certain things are clashing. I did find some things really interestingly, actually, though. Uh, so first off, though, I can see why Taddy and James were connected. They're both air signs. So James is a Gemini. Taddy's an Aquarius. So the way that their energies work is that, you know, they're very, you know, compatible. They flow together. However, Taddy is a fixed sign. And so she's more strong in her authority and in her opinions, whereas James can be more flexible and hard to pin down. Also, with their age being a factor, Taddy has gone through her Saturn return and James has not. So they're literally on two opposite spectrums of maturity. Do you know what the Saturn return is, Scott? I, I can sort of follow it from how you just depicted. Yeah, so it situation. takes 29 years for Saturn to go around the sun. Once that happens, it, it, it really forces you to level up. So if you're in the, in the age between, I would say like 27 to even 31, roughly in that area, it is really going to force you to stand up for who you are, lay down really solid foundations, and make some very long-term plans that are going to affect you for a significant amount of time. Some people get engaged. Some people, you know, move across country. Some people finally launch their career. You know, for me, I 
moved to Los Angeles. I really started launching my career to the next level. You know, I, I laid down foundations in a way that are going to last for me for, for a significant, significant amount of time. So going back to that uh, idea, he has not gone through that. So he's a child. She, ha- she is not. She's, she is evolved. Uh, also, I was looking back on May 10th, specifically when this happened, the wh- where the planets were is that there were there was a lot of energy in James's 12th house. You know, when we talk about the houses, they rule different things. The 12th house rules privacy, secrets, and it can also represent em- enemies. So, you know, with uh, the sun here, these these things, these enemies were coming to light. They were being exposed. These things that he were that he was doing that he was trying to hide were suddenly being illuminated. Also, with Mercury being here, it shows that communication about these things that he was hiding was finally coming to light as well so there was that and then also uranus which is the planet of shocking changes and chaos also is in his 12th house as well so it's showing that there's this chaotic energy that's that's wreaking havoc from the things that he has been trying to hide so i thought that was really really very interesting to see on the 10th um also diving into this, this exact day Saturn, which rules hardship, was oppressing his moon. So he was feeling extremely limited and and constrained and unable to move. And then also Uranus, planet of change and surprise, was clashing with his birth Neptune, which Neptune rules illusion and deception. So this energy actually specifically with Saturn and, and Uranus is going to continue until April 2020. So he's not through it. It's going to actually continue to grow. And it's showing that he is having a a very difficult time distinguishing between what is his so-called reality and illusion. Like, what is real? He doesn't know, you know. And he he is, you know, always trying to, you know, investigate that because he's a famous YouTube star that focuses on beauty. So there's that. Um, And then the last thing I will notice is that for Taddy, there were two significant things happening on May 10th. Mars, which rules conflict and aggression and war, was aligning with her, you know, natal or birth Pluto. Pluto rules death and destruction and power. And because these were aligned at this time, they weren't clashing, she was feeling more aggressive to fight off any obstacles or situations that have been difficult or painful to her. So she was, you know, pushing that off. And then the last thing is that the sun was exactly in the same place in the sky as her Chiron, which Chiron is an asteroid that we call the wounded healer in astrology. And it was... It, but what it does is it, it really focuses on where we need to do significant healing you know, on ourselves and, and, and hopefully to the world. And so since that was aligned, it was exposing the, uh, she was ex- focusing on exposing actions in order to heal others and have her voice heal as well. So that was literally what was happening right there. And that was so hard to like find. I was like, that was really intense. That's crazy. Isn't that weird though? Yeah. I mean, that's literally exactly what has been happening. And to be frank, I don't care that much about them, but I I do think that it is an interesting commentary on how all these huge stars have just unfollowed him. When they unfollow somebody, people know, and that means their followers might unfollow him. So his career might be ruined and maybe more stuff will come out and that it, it is deserved. You know, who knows? But... I'm surprised. I think YouTube, the only thing that it, it currently is really good for in a way now is the makeup tutorials. All the other stuff, I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, the younger generation than me, I 
I'm friends with some kids, you know, from hosting and things like that and performing. They're in their early 20s and they are, we're so into this YouTube stuff. And I've looked at the videos and it's just these like challenges they do with like guzzling a gallon of milk. Like, I don't give a shit. Are you kidding me? This gets millions of freaking views to have. It is so absurd and I don't like it. And so I'm not saying I'm, I'm happy about this happening, but you know, if this could possibly be the end of a YouTube era, because I don't think it's a good look for Taddy either. I mean, just stop being friends with him. Yeah, can I just say, and, and I am not defending him, and I'll get to that in a second. Why did she wait till now to reveal all of this stuff if this is how she felt about her, you know, protege and friend and, and this person that she works so closely with? If you feel that way and you know these things about that person, why are you promoting them? Absolutely. The same reason she's sort of unpromoting him, right? It's because of money and because of the business. And, and that's show business right there, right? Like, mm-hmm. they were showbiz friends. And she's like, oh, you did this to stab me in the back, when really he did it to take a gig, right? Like, we all take gigs and we say, oh, you're going to pay me? Well, do I... Well, I can't speak for everyone, but for the, I know the three of us, it's like, do I authentically agree with what I'm promoting? Yes? Okay, great. Some people will promote anything. And I think that she sort of, you know, did it vindictively and she got what she wanted, right? People are unfollowing him. That's like the kiss of death now in, in this business. But also, uh, to clear something up, you cannot turn someone gay, right? So we just want to say that. And and if he was making unwanted sexual advances at straight men or gay men or anybody, like, yes, you are a horrible person. You are wrong and you need to be held accountable. Just like you said, these women said, this happens to us every day. It's really disgraceful that in our society... We have accepted that as like, oh, boys will be boys, even mm-hmm. in the gay community. It's like, oh, well, that's just gay guys. It's like, no, mm-hmm. no, it's not. That's called not having class, not having respect for yourself or for other people. And when we can finally put an end to that, then we are able to step forth as a better community and say, OK, how do we take care of each other? Absolutely. And I, and I do really hope that someone steps forward as far as a female advocate of some sort to to bring that point up. That's not just on Twitter and all of that. But that said, this is a developing story and I am interested to see where it goes. Our third story is another royal story and it's about Prince William possibly cheating on Kate. And here here's what I know or here's what people are saying. And, and I will say I do think it's probably true uh prince william has been accused of having an affair with one of his wife uh wife's kate's uh, best friends her name is rose hanbury and her husband yes rose so british it's so british so the her and her husband and they have some kind of royal lineage too or her husband did does the four of them were best friends great old pals you know their cottages were right down the street from each other and it came to light though recently that Kate all of a sudden just cut ties with her completely. She's a former model and it was likely because William had been having an ongoing affair with her. And so press in the UK, as I I don't I'm you might know Scott, I'm sure, you know, they're a little bit different. Like the royal oh, family like they they're awful, but <laughs> if it's about the royal family, like mm-hmm. you can't really touch them that much. It's very you can get in a lot of trouble. Yes. But when the U.S. outlets pick this up, they don't care, you know. They, and that's why, too, the British and, well, the U.K. outlets, like, they love giving garbage on the Americans because they can. And with their royal family, they really cannot. And they, 
William has threatened to kind of sue a couple of the publications and there really hasn't been an official, no, I didn't do it. And uh, Prince Harry and Prince William, there was said to be some kind of rift between them and people thought it was because of Meghan Markle. But now people are saying it possibly was because Harry knew what he was doing and he said please don't be dad like look at what dad did to mom i was just gonna say like father like son exactly that that's what they're saying now and honestly prince william used to be hot and he has turned into a potato (laughs) i'm sorry a potato he looks like a potato and i don't think he's i think harry is so much hotter not that it matters any powerful man like Mm -hmm. especially an ex-model whatever climbing up the ladders she could and as we know it it, she could be his wife one day look at camilla parker bowles right exactly married diana okay so my partner's british so philip is british and first thing is most british people could care less about the royals the way that we are obsessed with like the gossip they were like "Eh." but i'm obsessed so so diana right who Mm -hmm. is beloved by the whole world uh but maybe not so not all british people uh, she married him, but he always was in love with Camilla Parker Bowles, right? And Diana dies, and who does he go back to, right? And he was going back to her even before that. Now, Diana was also cheating with uh, a lot of people that think that maybe it's Harry's father, the polo player, and there's like all these crazy stories. At the end of the day, the, the royal family is the best to gossip about because they are so protected that it's easy for rumors to spread and grow. I will say this does sound eerily similar to his father. And um, yes, I agree with you. About, I just never thought that he looked like a potato. I, I agree. I just never could put that into words. I wish he was a potato that would shave his head. Like, if it's all going, just let it go and shave it. Like, you would look much more handsome. Just shave it. You don't need the little, like, bird's nest on top. Preach. No. Preach. Well, Kyle, can you tell us a little bit about these people involved, their signs, and, you know, especially the compatibility between Kate and William. And Kate even has said recently, amidst all of these rumors, that she wants a fourth child with him. You know, got to lock it in with just one more. Four, he can't go anywhere, right? Or can he? So Prince William is a Cancer sun with a Sagittarius rising. The, the sun sign and the rising sign I always really look at, you know, very significantly in any sort of compatibility, but they're not the only ways ultimately that you can. Kate Middleton is a Capricorn sun and a Leo rising. So one thing that we've been talking about for, you know, the last several weeks about compatibility is that opposites attract, at least in the, the polar spectrum of the yin and the yang, it's, it's magnetic. So Cancer Capricorn are opposite. So just that even their sun signs are super compatible. However, also looking at their, their rising sign, which is the mask that they have to the world, he's Sagittarius rising fire, and, and Kate is Leo rising, which is fire as well. So together, they actually complement each other across the board with that. Also, the last thing that I noticed is that they both have Cancer moons, meaning that at the end of the day, they, they still really always feel each other very intuitively and very intrinsically. So, you know, literally just across the board, there's, there's, you know, this, this safety, this home, there's this love that you can see between them. However, the one thing looking at their, their rising signs is that with him being a Sagittarius rising, he needs excitement and new horizons, which could sometimes be part, other partners or other challenges or things like that to keep his blood flowing. And she doesn't necessarily need that. So that could be a, a, a drawback between their connection. Uh, however, the major thing that I'm noticing right now is we're going to go back to eclipses. They're happening in Cancer and Capricorn right now. So they both 
at the same time are going through a reestablishment of of who they who they are individually and then also simultaneously looking at how they relate to a partner so you know there's that also with saturn the the, the planet of hardship being in capricorn it means that William across the sky has been feeling that Kate has become more distant and cold over the last few years, and this is going to continue until 2020. However, you know, when we see difficulties in relationships, it doesn't mean that they have to split. It doesn't mean that things have to end. It doesn't mean that things have to be, you know, torn apart. It just represents that there is going to be a push and a pull between them, between them in order to find a better balance that leads them to both more fulfillment and happiness. Then looking at Rose here, she's a Pisces, and so the interesting thing is that she actually does really align very well as a friend to both of them. Uh, however, with Jupiter, you know, going and looking at where that is, it is in it is in Rose's fame sector right now, causing her to have more public attention and impact on the world until December, and then this, because of that, it may actually segue her into more publicity <laughs> for like you know, a career opportunity or something with this exposure, you know, and then the, the the super crazy thing that I just, when I found out this is so the way that these eclipses are hitting her though, specifically is that they're hitting her love life, which potentially would be with William and it's causing endings with her friendships, which is Kate. Yeah. Literally because of that. Isn't that super weird? Well, the interesting thing too is another rumor that has kind of been swirling is that she's, le Rose has been the one leaking these stories oh themselves. I would oh, God. Heartbeat. Yeah. yeah well what a biatch okay yeah she wants to be princess duchess whatever she can get you know yes. even though she has a royal line connected mm. to her she wants more good riddance to rose okay that's all i have to say good riddance to rubbish yes Bye. all right we are going to quickly get into our celeb wtf of the week before we get into our guest scott's uh chart this is something I've always been fascinated with is the Demi Moore, Ashton Kutcher, and then his later connection with Mila Kunis, even though they knew each other from a very young age. So I'm sure as you guys all know, Demi and Ashton, they've been divorced for quite some time, but people have always wondered why, how are they together? Uh, they got married in 2005, Ashton was 27, Demi was 42, and she still remained close with her ex, Bruce Willis, and three of them actually became very good friends and kind of co-parented their daughters together. And then in 2010, rumors were circulating that Ashton was cheating. 2011, more rumors he was cheating with a model. And so that year, um, Demi announced that they were getting a divorce because of his infidelity. And then in 2012, he began dating his former That 70s Show co-star Mila Kunis, who uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of. And they got pregnant 2014. They were married 2015. Things seem to be going well for them. And there doesn't seem to be a ton of bad blood. But I always just thought this was a very interesting kind of pairing and then turn of events. So Kyle, can you clue us into maybe what was going on with all these people? Yeah. So, you know, right off the bat, Ashton and Mila are super compatible. Like, I don't know if I've seen any relationship or partnership at least in celebrity culture that is this compatible so ashton's an aquarius sun with a gemini ascendant mila is a leo sun with a sagittarius ascendant on both axis of the the rising sign and the sun sign they are on opposites so it shows that they have this partnership uh, marriage kind of compatibility so you know aquarius and leo are opposite then we have gemini and sagittarius being opposite 
so there's that. And then, so what I see right there is that they're they're really good at challenging each other, but also balancing each other out. So there's they're always going to be naturally kind of attuned. But then looking at Ashton and Demi is just super weird, and it I mean it makes doesn't make a ton of sense. You know, with with Demi, she's a Scorpio sun and a Pisces ascendant. And, you know, naturally, those don't necessarily go with what Ashton is because she's all water, he's all air, you know, so there's, you know, a a strangeness there. However, by pulling up their charts, what I noticed is that where their Venuses are in their birth chart is that they square each other, showing that, you know, initially there's this intense draw of romance and chemistry, you know, initially. However, because it's squared, it represents that it can grate into irritation over time. So, you know, I, that looks like that probably did happen to them. And then also, you know, whereas their differences were fun initially, they aren't after a while, you know, unless they really work at it. So that was, that's, you know, where they kind of fell apart. But then Demi and Bruce, which is so interesting, are actually way more compatible than she was with Ashton. So, you know, we see that, you know, Bruce is a Pisces sun and a Virgo ascendant, you know, so both of them have a, a water sign, sun sign. But then the Pisces and Virgo ascendant from Demi and Bruce, again, are on the the polarity of of marriage. So that's why they actually had a a, a much more, you know, clearly visible relationship, at least astrologically to me and other astrologers, than, you know, her and Ashton. So that's that. Well, I've always been... Do you remember back in the day when Demi and Ashton got together and it was just all over the tabloids? Yes, and I'm going to give you my chart now. She was smoking hot. He was smoking hot. And they were like, oh, you're hot. I'm hot. Let's be hot together. Yeah. They got together. And like you said, it wore off. That wears off after a while. And uh, and my <clears throat> many years of dating, I will tell you that, you know, sex is great and being hot is great. And like, oh, he's hot. She's hot. That all wears off. And suddenly it all boils down to, do I want to be with this person when they leave their clothes on the bathroom floor? Or they don't clean up after dinner, or they do this. It all comes down to those little things in a relationship. So the hot thing, it melts away very quickly. It does, and I just, I just hope one day when Bruce and Demi are, you know, maybe on their deathbeds together, they'll be like, "Let's get married again." I, <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> I would love that, but I most am very, very excited to talk about your chart. Scott, because we know you have a lot of exciting things going on. You have your first one-man show. You also just got engaged. So Kyle, dig in. All right. So, you know, we were kind of addressing this a little bit before. So you're a Scorpio rising. So that is how people perceive you. You, a Scorpio rising is very sexual. It's very powerful. It's kind of magnetic. Uh, You have this, this allure of authority to you. And that's just naturally how people are going to, you're like, you're, you're going to be beautiful forever. And you're always going to have this like... It's my favorite thing we've said for the last hour. Say that again. No. <laughs> really nice thing Scott is going to be beautiful forever. <laughs> and there's there's a power that's associated with you too. So people are going to are gonna listen to you. And, you know, whether they're just staring at you because you're just so beautiful or it's because they, there's this, you know, energy. And that's what Scorpio is, you know. I mean, think of any just natural Scorpio that you know and it's just like, you're a little dangerous, but I kind of want to bang you, you know. Is that true, though, even though I've been told I should be considered on the cusp? Well, this is your rising sign. Rising, okay. Yeah, so so that's not just your cusp uh, persona with it. So, you know, so your rising sign is where the sun was rising at your exact minute of birth. So, you know, with you you having this uh, energy, that's going to be this way forever. So for the rest of your life, 
you're always going to read Scorpio and Sagittarius, both of them, okay. because they're both going to always affect you. However, with you being a Sagittarius sun, you are, as I was saying, the closest cusp that I've ever seen in a chart. You know, so you are just literally like minutes after the sun moves into Sagittarius. So you're almost, I love it, almost a Scorpio. So you're there's a blend between you. You know, there's certain things, and you know, like I said, there's astrologers that are like cusps don't exist, or you know, I I see them. You know, like I think that I'm, you know, I, so my birthday is May 18th. I am within a few days of moving into Gemini. You know, I'm very strongly a Taurus, but there are things about me that I, I do really notice that are, you know, very Gemini as well. And so, you know, Sorry, I. Sorry, I didn't know that it could extend a few days. I thought it had to yeah. be that date that you're on the cusp. Uh, I've always read it as like usually about like two to three days. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, either okay. way. So, you know, obviously you are so close to it that you are, you know, this incredible metamorphosis of this passionate and fiery beast. You know, you have all of this, you know, kind of blending into you. However, because you have a Scorpio rising, the Scorpio energy is going to be really intense for you at all times too. Okay. So, you know, that's really, really interesting. So also I noticed that you were born on a full moon. I was? Yeah, so you're born on a full moon, which means... I think means... this is so cool. I was reading Kyle's notes earlier, and I think right? this is one of the most fascinating things. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous. I didn't yeah. know this, first of all. Yeah, well, that's why I'm doing it for you. I love this. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. So, yeah, you're born on a full moon, which means that you were literally destined for greatness. And oh, your you. your sun sign is Sagittarius, but your moon is Gemini. So you always intrinsically always have a polarity that happens within you. So you know you're you're as a Sagittarius energy, you're 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 expansive and you're you're very vibrant and you're 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 all about adventure. But also internally, even you know when you're feeling you know all of that that energy around you, you also are craving new experiences fully at the same time. So, you know, some people, you know, may be, let's say, a Sagittarius, which is all about expansion and, you know, you know, charging into the horizon of destiny and, and knowledge and, you know, all of travel and all of this kind of stuff. They may have a Cancer moon, which is like they just want to stay at home. Mm -hmm. So they, they're, they're not in, like in, they're not compatible with that energy. But you are very much, you're always, you know, when you're feeling this, this expansion and this desire to, to go out and, and create that is going to move through your soul as well and, and through your the way that you feel. So I love that. Uh, all right, so then also going back to what I was talking about with Jupiter before is that it takes 12 years for it to go around the sun. So it right now is in your first house of identity as well as your second house of income until December 3rd. So with this knowledge you know when, when jupiter is in our house of identity we are launching the next 12 years of our lives so the biggest most important new beginnings and seeds are happening you know as i was saying before so you know sagittarians right now they're they're uh, launching a new career they're taking their career in a new direction they're you know going to a whole new level of success they are getting engaged they're meeting their true love they're having a baby they're you know just finally going back to school there whatever is the closest thing that's like deepest in your heart is coming true now and you know so t so think tell me about some of the, the new beginnings that have been happening since november uh well since november well i can tell you since about two weeks ago i got engaged yes Woo! very exciting uh to my fiance philip 
And uh, we bought a house together in Palm Springs. So it's a vacation home for us, but it's sort of, uh, he lives in San Francisco, I live here in LA. So it's sort of our place together. And I am absolutely in love with it. If there's one thing I love, like one bar less than Philip, it's this house. So, you know, like I love Philip the most and then comes the house. So it's, I really, because it's ours uh, and I, I just, it makes me so happy. So those two things and, uh, you know, June 19th doing the show, which I have not done a one man show in years, a new one. So it's terrifying to me and, but I'm pushing myself to do that. And uh, anything else that's new, anything else that's new, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff that I'm just not thinking of, but no, it's totally speaking to me. It's it's hitting home. But yeah, well, those are two very like huge things. Those massive. are probably the hugest things, you know, two of the hugest things that's actually ever happened to you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and all of these big important things are going to last for 12 years. You know, it doesn't mean that they're going to end in 12 years. Uh, it just means that, you know, they're establishing your new, your new beginning. So also, you know, one thing that I also noticed too is that like, you're going to meet new friends. You're going to have these new experiences. And they're all going to somehow work together to, to bring you a new life over the next, you know, 12 years. Kyle, are you talking about us? Maybe, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, yeah, right. Um, but also, but I mean, it's just, it's every, you're not even necessarily going to know right away, you know, but it's it, but it's going to be have this kind of like serendipitous energy about things. You know, so what I encourage you to do, because you have the luck of Jupiter, you know, backing you up, do everything you possibly can until December, you know, launch things, try to write a book, whatever the F you want to do, because you will not have this much luck for 12 years. So, so you have to do it now. And also because of the way that your chart aligns with this energy also hitting your income, you have more opportunity now. Well, it, this will also kind of carry into next year too, uh, but you have more opportunity now to increase your income exponentially than you will again for a significant amount of time. How? No. <laughs> well, seriously, I, how? I, I would love to know. So, you, you know, using you know, one thing that I you know teach about astrology is living the life of abundance. You know, mm-hmm. looking at these different times that you have an open door to find love or to get engaged or to start a creative project that is meant for success or launch your career, whatever it be. If you use these certain windows in time, you have all of that power behind you rather than, you know, trying to like smash through an open door or through a door that's blocked. Like you're just wasting your energy. You know, one example too that I give is like, you know, let's say there's an open door here for love for me, but I'm so focused on my career. Well, if I am pushing my career during the love time, I'm not going to get love and I'm also not going to get my career because I'm wasting my energy. So, you know, if you are using it very strategically, you can get all of it. You can have everything you want. You just have to be smart. Interesting. Okay. So that really just spoke to me because, and I'm being very real right now on this podcast. Since meeting Philip, work slowed down for me. And I feel like I'm on an, and I was so focused on the relationship and I feel like I've been on this uphill battle to get back to where I was because I had the TV show before I met him and Mm -hmm. I was touring the country with a one man show and I was doing this and that. And since I met him, it's been more of the stuff of like doing commentary on CNN and CNN International and, and writing a lot. And he's been a big help with that, but it's been definitely more focused on Philip and I and our relationship and leading to this engagement and then ultimately to 
the wedding and hopefully a happy life. But what's interesting is that this show idea that came to me was about mixing those two brand new things in my life, which was the sort of quote unquote political activism and falling in love, getting engaged. And that's the show, Engaged and Enraged. And it sounds silly, but I, I am the world's cheapest man. So like I design my own posters. I do like everything when I do a show. And I was on the plane yesterday flying from New York here back home to LA and I was doing the poster. And I've done posters for events for a long time for my own events. And I've always like hated them and been like, it's not good enough. This one, I'm like, why does this feel so right? Like, why mm-hmm. does this image feel so right? Why does this whole concept feel right? I'm still terrified of like, what am I going to say on stage that's going to be funny and, and interesting? And But like everything about building up to it has felt right to me. And I have not said that out loud, by the way. This is the first time I'm saying that. Can you... Uh... Can you tell us a little bit about, because I know Jeff Goldblum has a show at uh, the Rockwell and you mentioned it earlier, like we'll talk about it on air. So how are you connected with that? So so Jeff Goldblum does uh, every Wednesday there at Mm -hmm. Rockwell, Table and Stage. You should go see it. It's brilliant. And he booked a movie and they were like, we need people to come in and stand and step in for uh, Jeff Goldblum. And I'm like, and you thought me? And I was so honored. And they said, no, we'd love for you to come in and do something. And that's where I thought I was sitting in the Palm Springs house alone. Philip had not arrived yet. He was flying in. And I took the call and I thought, and, and by the way, okay, now I'm getting really real. You're going to think I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But the night before I was sitting in our hot tub <clears throat> in Palm Springs. Um, <laughs> And I, I was thinking a lot about my Aunt Grace, who was one of the most important people in my life, and she died a few years ago. She was my best friend, my godmother, and my aunt. We were super close. And I sort of was like talking aloud. You know how you talk aloud, but also like in your head talking aloud? Mm-hmm. And I was talking aloud saying like, you know, send me a sign. Like work has not been killing it. Like am I doing something wrong? Obviously I'm doing something great with Philip, and I'm focused on that, but like – what am I supposed to be doing? Set, like, open that door if it's supposed to be open. And I was thinking a lot about uh, Jennifer Lewis, who is on Blackish, and she had this great book called The um, Black Mother of Hollywood. And she talks about before she booked Blackish, she was on a vacation and she stood, like, on a beach and was like, Universe, just, like, give it to me or don't, like, let me know. I'm tired of waiting. And I sort of had a moment like that. And the next morning they called with this offer and it's a room I've played before, but because it was filling in for Jeff Goldblum, it felt a little, there was a little more cachet to it. And I took it immediately and I texted Philip and he's like, oh my God, that's great. I'm so proud of you. You said you wanted to perform more. And I feel like this is all, it's all meant to be and it was all intertwined. Like I put it out there that I, I wanted the universe to give it to me. And literally the next morning when I was not expecting it, this call came in and it was like, here's the opportunity to perform and make money and, and you know, do what you love doing. Well, the thing that I think is really interesting is that naturally the, the universe has these things just kind of happen in the right time. So June 17th is a full moon in Sagittarius. So all Sagittarians are going to be coming center stage. Your event is the 19th. Is the 19th, yeah. Exactly. So a Does full that moon. Does spill over? Yes. Oh, thank God. It's like three, year, it's like three days roughly either way. Okay. So you, you know, having it at this point in time, this is the brightest moment that you will be center stage all year. I have other dates specifically for your career, but June 17th is literally putting you in a spotlight. So I love that. Uh, when it comes to your career, uh, lay your biggest intentions after August 30th and the 10 days after that. Because it's literally a massive career opening for you for like fame and publicity and like literally like like 
reach for every biggest star you know like rub elbows with vips do whatever you can mm -hmm. to literally seize power because it will work for you also i mean a lot of this energy is really going to be starting starting at actually around the 18th because we have mars and venus the planets going into this area but this whole energy truly is going to last until about october 4th okay. so you have a big window in time where you can really kind of seize that uh, if you're looking for specific, just like a next big moment when it comes to like work or employment, like, you know, just kind of like a day job or something that you do routinely, November 12th will be a big time. And Venus is going into this area on the 15th of May until June 8th. So if you focus on everything that you basically start from the fifth or that you were starting from the 15th until June 8th is going to be very divinely connected to your work and employment. So just pay attention to that and it's going to allow you to like kind of be magnetizing that energy so you know and one thing like i mean we're, we're friends we can talk about you know specific dates and i'm happy to go into all of those things for you but like i said just really kind of focus on june 17th will be big for you and then august 30th particularly in work okay. amazing well guys i don't want to be a buzzkill we have to get into some of our bang mary kill and we will continue this conversation off air of course and we'd love to have you back again oh, scott anytime thank you for having me here of today. course yes. okay so listen to my three men all right Blake Shelton, Neil Patrick Harris, and Chris Evans were in Gemini season. These are all Geminis. I will go first. Blake Shelton. Wait, who was Blake Shelton? Are you serious? Oh, dear Lord. Country singer? Country. He's a coach on The Voice. He's with Gwen Stefani. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. Here. Okay. Right. So, Mary Chris Evans, 100% for me. Um, bling, a uh, bling. <laughs> Bang Blake Shelton because I don't think he's faithful, but he seems like a good lay. And as much as I love Neil Patrick Harris, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to kill him, but I will feel really sad about it. Who wants to go next? You want me to go next? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I would marry Blake Shelton. Mm. I would bang Chris Evans for, I don't think that needs to be explained why. <laughs> um, and I would kill Neil Patrick Harris because... All right, I feel like I am going to bang Neil Patrick Harris. Oh. Because I hear he's real hung. <laughs> uh, not that I'm like a size queen because I'm not, but you know. I mean, I'm not. I'm just like, make love to me. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to kill Blake Shelton and I'm going to marry Chris Evans so that he can bang me every day. That's that was yes. that was my reasoning as well. Okay, awesome. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yes, I'm, I mean, like, I mean, that's uh, yes, 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 yes. Well, yes. thank you so so much for joining us, Scott, and thank you all of you listeners for listening and joining us every week as well. So, Scott, where can everyone find you on social media and just plug one more time your one man show? Sure, super easy on Twitter and Instagram. It's just at Scott Nevins. Uh, and uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash official Scott Nevins. All are verified, so you'll know it's me. And uh, the show is June 19th, which is a Wednesday, at Rockwell Table and Stage in Los Angeles. And I believe the show is at 7.30. Awesome. If you send us a link, we'll, we'll add it into everything so people can Great. Thank you. And I will be there. Yay! Uh, you can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to follow us at Astro Kiki on Instagram as well. It's Astro Kiki Radio. Just kidding. Yeah, Astro Kiki Radio. Don't just look up Astro Kiki. It's Astro Kiki Radio. Just don't listen to me. All good. 
And thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, I'm Kyle Thomas, and you can find me on Instagram at M-R-K-Y-L-E-T-H-O-M-A-S. Have a wonderful, startastic, magical evening. See you next week, guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only e-news of astrology. Astrology.